This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's Our Lifestyle Podcast, also known as OLP. Hitting you with another episode, 311. Thanks to everyone that continues to come back every week and check out the new episodes. We got to give a huge shout out to Custom Car Show Productions, our title sponsor. Three main events, Orange Beach Invasion, towards the end of March every year in Orange Beach, Alabama. Scraping the Coast, their flagship event. That's always going to be in June in Biloxi. And then, of course, Bayou Showdown in Slidell, Louisiana. That's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Let's jump right in. Again, if you're a new uh, listener, maybe you found us because of our title guest this week. Thank you very much for streaming. Make sure you follow and or subscribe. It really helps us out. And you're going to find we're mini trucking inspired seven plus years We tune in um, with the Airhead Nation and all of the awesome listeners every week with new content. But, wow. So this week, basically, I want to start off and just apologize again. Megany Mike the Mayor was off the hook last week. I got a lot of texts, people checking in on his own mental stability. And uh, Ed Eister, shout out to Ed, you know, he mentioned, do we have a bros and dog count because Mike was off the hook using those. I think he has been hanging around hammering Hank from Hammered Weekend Wear a little too much, but rest assured it's a new week, and that's the good thing. Sometimes I ponder when I'm editing these episodes and I go, what the hell are we doing with our lives? I kind of just go, you know what? It's kind of like football. Shake it off, and you hope for a win the next week, especially if you're a Packers fan. So that's what we're doing. We're just focused in on the next episode. So let's get into it. Now, This speaking of the next episode, this episode features someone that has been on our list a very long time. And I tend to do this, you know, I'll look at the list and I'll be like, uh, you know, who am I going to have on next? And what I've been doing is trying to go back. Now that summer's over, Randy from NC Florida keeps reminding me, summer's over, damn it. So does Tim. And I keep looking back at that list going, yo, who do we need to link up with? Who do we need to get on? And Nick from Surface Art, Nick Crouch, also known as Surface Nick, he was the next victim for this week. So uh, that audio um, will be coming up towards uh, the latter part of the episode as usual. And I got to thank Nick for taking the time. Really soft-spoken, humble dude. That has, if you don't know, contributed a lot to our scene the past 20 plus years from print to film to art in general. So, Nick, I think you're really going to appreciate it. He did work at Mini Truck and Magazine. He talks about some of those stories. And again, we're super excited to have him on. Episode 311, the overview is brought to you by, speaking of Hammer and Hank, Hammered Weekend Wear. Visit H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com, order some merchandise. They feature what they refer to as real builds. You won't believe some of the awesome shirts, hats, decals, stickers, hoodies 
you name it, they've got it. Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Check them out. So next, the general updates. I kind of thought, I know some of you are going to be like, dude, when's he going to stop talking about it? But last episode, I had Michael on, and Michael was the connection that connected me to Daniel Jordan, who took the photos, the iconic photos of Dre, for the chronic so that included the zigzag cover uh, headshot photo and what I refer to as the low rider photo when I got finished with that episode I kind of thought to myself well we talked to Michael a lot about kind of what happened but I don't think I ever said boom 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 so here's the quick general update Daniel if you listen to that episode or excuse me Michael if you listen to that episode he was the guy that was doing the the, the vlogs, like he, he mentioned, right, after his mom had passed away. So, you know, me and my countless research, I go and I stumble across one of his videos because he had Daniel Jordan, who he mentioned became his friend. So I commented on the video and I was like, yo, I'm going to Los Angeles in a couple months. Is there any way you could check with Daniel to see if he remembered where those photos were taken? So a lot of times in this whole pop culture stuff, the intel has to come from the photographer or someone that was there. So like, you know, I've seen people that are big Saved by the Bell fans, you know, they'll reach out to the cast and go, yo, season one, do you remember where that was filmed? Oh, that was on stage such and such at Warner Brothers or, oh, that was on stage such and such at... That intel comes from the people that were there or and or participating. So, you know, the way YouTube is, you know, you could throw a comment out there and never hear back. Well, Michael, he was cool enough to come back and respond. And I don't check on my personal YouTube. I don't usually go back in there. I mean, I get notifications, but it's like new videos and stuff like that. So I just happened one day, a couple weeks later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back out because I had saved the video. And he goes, yo, um, yeah, yeah, shoot me an email, you know? And I was, at the time, trying to line up the photos and stuff, and I was like, man, is this going to be easy? So, you know, from the f- from the jump, Michael was always cool about, yo, Daniel's my homie, I'll ask him whatever you need, and then he's ultimately who got Daniel in touch with me. I kind of mentioned this, I think, in one of the last couple, uh, couple episodes, the guy that took the photos of the chronic, I ended up talking to him for about 30 to 35 minutes, him and his wife, super cool, and... Uh, he did say in the future he'd be willing to come on. Uh, he's taken a lot of iconic photos. And if you look back at the cover art for the last episode, the photo, I was able to find it of Michael with Daniel. And then da- they're holding the photo that uh, that was taken of Dre and Snoop in the deep cover era. So pretty cool stuff. Um, and again, I know some of you are like, ah, I roll. That's not my thing. Hey, I totally get it. But remember, our lifestyle podcast, OLP, I did always want this to kind of expand, right? The OLP universe, as I call it, or OLP-verse, it's it's a lot of stuff that make up what we all love. You know, mini trucks are at the core, but music, old school BMX, skateboarding, clothes, shoes, all of this stuff kind of comes together in my mind. And of course, Death Row Records kicks off 30 years ago, technically in 91, I know last year, there were a lot of, you know, Death Row shirts, LA, 1991, totally get it. But really, if you think about it, the company may have formed then, but Nine Deuce, as they say, 
that was really when it popped off. And we're up on the 30th anniversary. I mentioned, um, was it last episode? Mike got that part trivia question of who, uh, what the next Snoop and, and Dre album is going to be called. And we talked about that in the last episode. So anyways, the general updates this week brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. If you want to check out uh, some cool stuff that Joey's doing, go on Instagram, type in Get and you'll see get underscore deck to VA. If you're a show promoter, or if you want to hook up your main squeeze, hit up Joey. He could take a photo and or artwork and put it on a skate deck. Now, these are fantastic to hang on a wall, stick on your mantle, put in the garage, or let your kids skate it if you really want. Pretty cool stuff. Get underscore deck to VA. That's Joey Dilworth. Hit him up and let him know that OLP sent you. And if you're a show promoter, and you've got a big badass show like Lone Star Throwdown, get you some decks. People love this stuff. We all do. And again, we talk about this stuff all the time on OLP. So the last episode recap, again, I kind of already did that with the general updates, but I did want to thank Michael for coming on again. I did tag his personal and his professional Instagram if you want to check those out. Anytime I do the cover art or the episode art, rather, I always try to go and tag those guests so... I would encourage you if there's stuff that you like, you know, maybe it's a guest, you want to see more of their stuff, follow them, do what you may, check them out. I always try to tag them. If I don't tag them, maybe I don't know their Instagram. So feel free to tag people. I do my best, but I don't know every Instagram name, maybe about 98% of them, (laughs) but not every one of them. And speaking of the last episode recap, I want to thank Lone Star Throwdown. I mentioned them just a moment ago. Uh, LoneStarThrowdown.com has all the details for their upcoming 11th anniversary event, which, oh, by the way, is going to be at the uh, towards the end of February next year, 128 days from this recording. The registrations are sold out, but you can still come out to the Lone Star Expo Center February 24th through the 26th. As a spectator, there's plenty of vendors there. There's plenty of networking that you can do. OLP will be there, other podcasts as well, great kinfolk, Ronnie from C10 Talk Media, or Truck Talk Media rather, a lot of good stuff, LoneStarThrowdown.com. So this week I am going to try to hit up Ruben Artiaga, the booker, it's been a minute and I do want to link up with him, Miggity Mike the Mayor is out gallivanting, I was kind of gallivanting, I had to adjust my schedule this week a little bit to get with Nick. Um, not that it was going to be difficult, but you know, he had some stuff going on and I wanted to be able to squeeze this in. Oh, by the way, it is my son's born day week, 1020 of 2005. My son was born. I can't believe I'm going to have a 17 year old this week and we're going to spend some time with him on Thursday. My wife and I took off on Friday He's probably still going to have to go to school, but I got to get some things done, get some tires on my truck, do some things, and then maybe go see a movie, maybe go to Busch Gardens, really just have a a fun-filled weekend. Not that a teenager wants to hang out with his parents, right? But we'll try to, you know, uh, pull him along to a couple things. So uh, Biggity Mike the Mayor is out this week, and he might be out again. I know I always hint at this, but with this performance, I did talk to him briefly, and I just said, Mike, listen, man. Dude, I got a lot of complaints. I mean, dude, I had to put a lot of beeps in there. And I I edited out about 10 or 20 cuss words before I decided to do the beeps because I just said, hey, I want people to hear what a lunatic this guy is. So 
With that being said, I'll call Ruben in just a few minutes, and I'll ask him the trivia question, which is brought to you by AccuAir. Visit AccuAir.com if you want the best in air management. A-C-C-U Air, AccuAir.com. They have merchandise for sale as well. So we'll ask Ruben that question just in a little bit. So it wouldn't be an OLP episode without the scene updates, and I have tried to spend a little bit more time on social media. Sometimes I feel like I'm constantly on social media, and other times I feel like I'm missing out. So I think that's that's the one big thing about social media. It just somehow reels us back in. This one, I just clicked on Facebook.com on my computer, and I see Colin Haggy. Man, I'm sorry, dude. He said one of those days, uh, the S10, uh, where Belltech had contributed... Uh, paint job, wheels, uh, street trucks had covered some of this. But Colin, he uh, was in a, um, a fender bender. It looks like uh, someone rear-ended that real awesome S10. And fear not, you're a mini trucker at heart, and that just means you can do more stuff now. And I know it sucks, but it looks like the truck wasn't damaged too, too bad. So keep your head up, dude, and uh, just know that kind of could mean more mods, and uh, hopefully some more work. But again, I know that can be definitely very frustrating. I did see that John Turner from You Ain't Low Trucks, he had sold his Marvy, which is the super rare Mazda. That's one of two that we know in the country. He looks like he sold it to Matt Daly. So is Matt going to daily it? I don't know. But shout out to John. I know he's been trying to sell that for a minute, and it's cool that it's going in uh, to some good hands. I've also noticed Custom Truck Mags. They do have an Instagram, so I wanted to mention that. This is the Japan Mini Truck Magazine. I know Mikado, Mikado, um, Mikado. He, um, he's my main plug over there, one of my severed brothers. And, uh, you know, they're still doing the damn thing. But it's Custom Trucks with an S mag, Custom Trucks Mag. They've got about a 1,000 followers, and... Um, this magazine is getting a little bit easier. I know Chuck Healy, a.k.a. Redbeard, he's our main plug here in the U.S., others as well, but they they are sharing a few things, and uh, that was pretty cool, so I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. I shared recently number one issue I'd love to own one day has the famous MIC Master Image Custom Mazda on the cover that was built and shipped over to Japan. It's first issue of Truck Trends. The other thing I wanted to mention, kind of a, uh, a show update, but I got to give it up, man, to the family, Jamie Starling and Kinfolk out in Australia, down under, Mark Larkin and all of the Kinfolk down there, Jasmine, Toasty, you name it. They graciously uh, partnered up with us, and I want to give a shout out. Their um, upcoming show is November 11th, 12th, and 13th, 2022. Now you're thinking, hey, where the hell's the show at? ECC The Compound is what they call it. East Coast Cruise The Compound is what it stands for. And it is in Down Under. Okay, so it's in Australia. Talk about <laughs> talk about a cruise, right? Uh, if you want to go, book a flight. But uh, on Facebook, I think they're a little bit more active. It's, um, yeah, I don't even know how to say it. Gin... The Bean, Jenna Bean, NSW Australia, okay, and um, 
they, I don't know if they're super active on social media. It doesn't look like, yes, they are. Okay, so East Coast Cruise. Now, I found them on Instagram under East Coast Cruise altogether, just how it sounds. And then I clicked the link in their bio. That took me over to their main East Coast Cruise nonprofit org for Facebook. And they are um, sharing a few things. But if you're over there in Australia, go give these guys a huge you know, a huge fist bump, you know, they're doing some cool stuff. They've got some cool graphics. I love, uh, you know, whoever they're partnering with. I know, uh, Jamie, uh, he does a lot of this stuff too. And, uh, just love seeing it. So they're kind of all trying to get back to normal down there uh, as I understand. So go check them out. If you can, if nothing else, you can follow the hashtag. Uh, if you look at our social media, when I tag them, the hashtag is ECC, the compound altogether. And uh, you can uh, follow that hashtag, and that'll help bring together uh, some of those curated posts and whatnot. But uh, big ups to everybody down there, our fam, a lot of good kinfolk, and uh, we love that mini trucking is such a big thing there in Australia, a.k.a. as I always say, down under. Those are the scene updates this week. I know it's not a lot, but the scene updates are brought to you by garagegearclothing.com. You say, hey, ODB, you guys promote a lot of stuff. Well... This is the only brand that I know that we promote, garagegearclothing.com, that has free shipping. So the holidays are coming. Maybe those born days are creeping up on you for your main squeeze. Go to garagegearclothing.com and order today free shipping in the good old US of A on all US of A orders. Garagegearclothing.com, again, free shipping. So check this out. Uh, there's no key show updates, right? So I'm keeping it a little shorter. And last week I mentioned the Decorvers, so if you want more information on that and you haven't listened, go back and check it out. There's another show that is we thought was going to be gone, but it's back. I'm back from the future, Doc. Uh, I think Sparks in the Park is back from the past, and they're going to be back next September, so in about a year. Now, I do say no key show updates, and I covered that one. I did also talk to... Corey, so Mini Truck Showdown is TBD for next year. All I can share is that. Uh, if I get more information, that was the Vegas show that was canceled this year. Um, I hate to hear that, but um, you know, here's the thing. Um, there's more important stuff in life, and I always say this. I always try to to preach this stuff. So just know that as soon as we get information, we'll let you know. That would have been. Kind of June of 2023 would have been their next event. They also have Kern County Showdown, which was on target to be a year from this February. So February 2022, they had it out there in Bakersfield. My understanding is it's TBD, and we don't know what will happen with next February. So we often say this, if you want to go to shows and you want to network and you want to get out there and hang out with the kinfolk like many of us love doing, go to these shows while you can because there's no guarantee they're going to stay around. Um you know, even shows that have been around a long time, there's no guarantee. You know, we see them dropping like flies all the time. So get out there and do what you can. Although we don't have many of the key show updates this week brought to you by the West Coast Influence, you can visit minitruckfilm.com. Yes, you heard that right, minitruckfilm.com, documentary style, DVD or Blu-ray you can purchase for your significant other. Go to shop. Add the Blu-ray DVD or the custom 620 Nissan Hot Wheels uh, to your cart. Check out 
and let them know in the notes that OLP sent you. Radar and team, good kinfolk, minitruckfilm.com. All right, so no podcast updates this week, and that's a rarity. So no podcast updates this week, but we got to thank Graphics Mafia. Um, someone hit me up the other day, and they go, yo, who's your graphics guy for all your stickers and stuff that reprints them all and that can make the old stickers new again? Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, graphics with an X, mafia.com. They're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I believe. You can hit them up. They can take an old decal. They can reproduce it. If you're kind of looking like maybe a one-off, they can do it. Um, they do light design work as well, Graphics Mafia. All right, Airhead Nation updates. I do have a couple that I want to share. And uh, here is one I love kind of sharing some of the stuff. Mark Bishop, he said, I would like to wish my beautiful wife and best friend and loving mother a big happy anniversary. So congrats to them. Mark was recently on the podcast, one of the best guys you'll meet. Old school at heart, but uh, you know, keeping it real deal, holy field with the mini trucks. We had them on recently. We talked about the Maz and we talked about the S Dime. Good kinfolk. Here's another guy that I know from building the S10, Chris Latham. Uh, Chris worked at Ron Francis Wiring, uh, celebrating 20 years with the wonderful lady, and uh, he's a good dude. I last saw him at Southern Tradition, which is a great show up in Canton, Georgia, every July-ish. And um, uh, Chris is a good dude. He came out to that show. I know his wife has battled through um, some health things and their love and life, and I love seeing it. You know, that's what's the most important, health, family, you know, maybe the career in there a little bit to kind of keep everything going, but family first, health first always, and uh, big ups to Chris. Uh, here's Speaking of big ups, dude, Adam Tarbox. This day, 10 years ago, he married his best friend and love of his life, Adam Real deal, holy field, hardcore mini trucker, acrophobia, good kinfolk. Those, those are a couple I saw. And Johnny Garage Johnson, recent guest, he says, we found out our Zoe has bone cancer. She really went downhill in the last week. She's lost control of her front legs. Please send some prayers and good vibes. So uh, our loved ones, our four-legged loved ones are oftentimes you know, true family members. So Johnny Garage Johnson... Um, let's hope for the best there with the pup. All dogs do go to heaven, but we want to spend as much time as we can with them. The Airhead Nation updates are brought to you by C&S Metalworks. That's also cs-metalworks.com or on Instagram, CS Metalworks. Hit up Chris and team if you need uh, AccuAir, if you need uh, Universal Air, or any other products that you can think of. Chris can take care of you. In fact, when I ordered some parts recently for my Lincoln that I can't wait for Jimmy's Rod and Customs to bag. I hit up Chris and I said, yo, dude, this is what I need. This is what I'm thinking. He goes, yo, let me make some phone calls, dog. Sure enough, boom, the stuff arrived exactly when I needed. Great customer service, great customer support, cs-metalworks with an s.com. They'll take care of you, whether you want some electric valves or bags. Um, hit them up, see what they say. So a little bit shorter of an intro, what I'm going to do is wrap this section. We are going to go ahead and call Ruben Artiaga going to check in with him a few minutes, and then we'll lead in to the audio with Nick Crouch from Surface DVD, a.k.a. Surface Nick. Good dude, a lot of history in the scene, and uh, much respect to him. Stay on the rise, be safe this weekend, and enjoy the cooler weather. Most importantly, stay safe with the fam. We got you.
Cortis. Dude, man, bro, did you see did you see Hank on TMZ the other day, Ruben? Dude, the guy's a lunatic. Dude, I thought it was Mike. You know, that, that whole thing from last week, I was going to call Mike and see if he's okay and see if, you know, I need to go bail him out of jail. You know, what a, dude. Yeah, what a bro, train wreck. I, bro, I had, to re- I had to reprimand him, dude. I said, bro, you know, he said dude and bro like more times than we've ever heard. So, you know, here's the thing. Do, do we? Do I need to go out for an intervention? I mean, if I have to, you dude. know, just, just tell me. I'm telling you, man, he's talking all kinds of nonsense about some, you know, I don't think he's was ever in a hurricane vehicle, but we'll have to see, man. Yeah. Well, you know, just wait. Dude, if I if I need to go, dude, just call me. Just let me know. <laughs> no doubt. So check this out, Ruben. <laughs> I was flipping through some magazines the other day, and we've always talked about back in the day, you did help Mini Truck and some with some write-ups and, and photos. Do you ever have the good the good thoughts of when you had the white truck that was on the cover of Mini Trucking? You know, hey, uh, you know what, Jay? I it's funny that you sent that to me because I, I believe it or not, that all kind of slipped my mind there for a little bit. But I had a blast back. Mike used to let me uh, do a bunch of freelancing here and there, and even at shows. The way all that all started was we were at a show one day, and I, I picked up his camera on, and he gave me a couple rolls of like, dude, go shoot the show, and and I ended up I ended up shooting the show for him, and he ran it. And then um, shortly thereafter, he's like, hey, did you want to shoot tech for me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He told me what he wanted. He told me what he needed. And, of course, he helped me out here and there with uh, some of the writing and, you know, the the tips behind the camera and whatnot. And um, usually on my days off from, from my other job, I would go and I would do tech. And a lot of it was on, like, my own truck or on one of his trucks or whatever. But, yeah, dude, I had a great time doing that. Yeah, it's good times, man. You know, th- you made me think of Recipes Biz Markey when he's like, I got what you need. And, you know, Mike was like, yo, man, I-, I need some stuff, man. Can you get it? And you're like, yo, I got it, man. What you need? Some photos? <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it, it, it was kind of, you know, it, it, it filled my, I guess it filled my need to kind of want to be doing all that, and, but yet still be able to live at home and not travel. and and But yet I was able to kind of, you know, live vicariously that way through all that. But yeah, man. Yeah, crazy stuff. Well, I know we kind of started like in the middle of what we normally get into, but things have been good since you got back. I heard from the crews and, uh, you know, we can't talk about too much there at C and S Metalworks, but I do know you guys are grinding hard. Are, are, do you, are, are you guys trying to get ready, ready for like the S word or is it the D word with the other show? Well, okay. Well, first and foremost, um, I uh, I was gone for a week. I went to to a cruise um, with my girlfriend. She took me on a cruise to Mexico, and uh, out of nowhere, man, I, I told you the story. She just said, "Get your passport." It didn't even tell me what days, and you know. And I told her, I'm like, "So do I got to tell Chris? You know what I'm going to be? What days I'm going to be gone?" She, was, she told me, "No, I I already talked to him." Damn. So she kind of went behind my back and said, hey, Ruben needs these days off. And, you know, just I and later after the fact, I'm like, dude, is this cool? And he's like, yeah, bro, just you know, go have a good time. So um, I was after being gone for a week, you know, on a cruise and on vacation. And, you know, we 
I got back and, you know, haven't looked back since. And we're kind of trying to get this thing to SEMA, but we couldn't really find anyone. So we've um, we've been working hard to have it at Dino's. So, um, you know, we're, we're working hard. You know, we're burning the midnight oil, you know, so to say. And um, we'll see. And you guys are no stranger at CNS Metalworks to that because – I think of the ice cream van. What's the official name? Because, you know, I can't really say it like you can, like that that ring off the tongue. La Buchana. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't want to get, like, you know, in trouble, you know, like or, like, knocked out for saying that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, right, no, right. but you guys burned the midnight oil last year, and it came, dude, the light was shining, bro, at SEMA. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a lot of... Uh... We had, a, we had a really, really good response with that one, and, and I know we will with this one as well. And I, um, I really, you know, I, I know it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a super nice, clean truck when it's all said and done. And I'm really excited for, for the owner, Tim, the guy that owns us. I mean, he's been coming by checking it out just to see how he is excited of the turnout of how this is turning out. I mean, it, it, it's cool. It, it's definitely a good feeling. You ever have the feeling like, you know, many trucks, there was always wild paint, big stereos, body drop this, chrome that. I mean, it's never a topic that we delved into, but building a C10 is not an easy kind of thing these days, right? I mean, you can get all the parts, but then, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like, man, is are they all they going to look the same, right? Is there any maybe hint you can kind of give us, like maybe some, is it going to be the detail on this thing? Is it going to be some body mods? Is there any one thing that you guys are going, yo, we're super excited about such and such with this project. You know what? Um, there's not too many crazy body mods for say on this, but um, I would say just a little details. I mean, you know us. I mean, yep, yep. It, it with us, it's all about the details. I mean, you you go and you were to look at the ice cream truck, and um, there's honestly, you look back at it, and you t- you you take two steps back, and you kind of start looking at it. And you start noticing just little things that pop out to you. And I'm going to say the same thing about this. I mean, it is a, a 62 C10 and it's got a lot of little subtle changes to it. Nothing, nothing that's just going to slap you in the face, but just a lot of little subtle changes that, that we've done to it and things that the owner wanted, you know, cool. he's had a lot of input on it and I'm glad we were able to uh, make those things happen. Was there any truth to Hank texting me, Hank from over at Hammer Weekend Wear, saying that it's going to have, like, crushed velvet interior or no? It might. <laughs> it might. We're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you got to you gotta just keep pushing through it. And uh, we, we love that you guys always do that over there. Do you – do I dare say um, it's October, right? It's mid-October. And we're starting to see a little bit of hint. Now, I think it's going to be gone in a snap. I know it's hot over there. I was just over there not too long ago. Uh, you guys starting to see a little bit of the cooler weather, or is it still like the desert? Man, Jay, you know what? This past weekend here, um, it was cold. It was kind of raining. We had we had a thunderstorm roll through here Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon, and man, it 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 was chilly. Same thing with uh, well, in the mornings, you could tell it's it's that time of year here where it's like in kind of like in a transition. For some reason, like around since I was a kid, since, you know, uh, come late October, early November, uh, it's usually around the time that, you know, the season starts changing. And hopefully, hopefully it it stays that way because, man, we had a hot, hot, humid summer. 
Yeah, dude, it's where a lot of us are ready for that little bit of a break. And it's ironic because when, when winter comes around, which we don't have much of it here, but I'm always excited for the summer because I'm like, yo, I want to get back in the water, maybe get on the water and do some of those things. But we get to this point of the year and we're like, yo, man, we just want to like leave our backsliding glass door open for a couple hours and get a little breeze coming through. No, no kidding. And, you know, let that, that uh, high electricity bill take a rest there, you know. Yeah, no kidding, dude. It's like, come on, man. I'm I'm ready to start getting some box fans going and just you know turn off the AC. Right, right. But you know, um, again, you know, this time of year, I it's probably my favorite time of year here. And and again, you know, the year's starting to wind down. And you know, again, uh, we take off for Vegas for a year, and then we got Dinos, and then again Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you know, it's um, then we start doing it again. You know, we start planning on a year again. So, you know, definitely um, this coming New Year is going to be very, very busy and interesting for us here. Yeah. I keep trying to convince Chris to let me have that 60 Impala that's in the, in, in the shop there, dude, that bare metal masterpiece. And I know that's, oh, man, uh, that guy, the, the owner of that thing is super stoked, I bet. Oh, yeah, he is. And, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to that car that you didn't even probably get a chance to see or yeah, look I didn't. at. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. That is a nice car. It's got to be a nice car. Oh, yeah. And then let's not forget you guys bagged that 59 Impala. Um, man, that thing was so sick. I know you had your hands on it. And it's always cool to see, like, there's a good mix of vehicles coming out of CNS Metalworks. And what city are you guys technically, again, you're outside of Riverside, right? Right. Uh, we are, um, I guess this would be Fontana. We're actually right down the street from uh, California Speedway. Yeah, so how ironic was this? I posted, um, it was 20 years ago on 1020 of 2002, Severed Oktoberfest. And Bob Grant had, and team, they had the t- Tacoma that looks with the Bel Air theme to it. And it said, it was, it well, you know, my intel said it was at Fontana Speedway. But that was the one that I passed when I visited the shop a few weeks ago, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's right down the street. Yeah, I remember that show was right there. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even realize that. And, and when I passed that place, I was like, damn, that's a big-ass track. And I kind of assumed that it was NASCAR, but, you know, I was trying to pay attention to the road, you know. I mean, Hank, he always tells me, he goes, yo, whatever you do, keep your eyes on the road, man. Yeah, that's good advice, especially coming from him. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, remember last year, he was trying to get my kid the to drive around in the, in the um the hammer dually so when we were in arizona so yeah and there's that one story we can't tell where he he kind of did the grand theft auto and went over the curb and he was somehow on the track there i heard in fontana right right yeah yeah though there's that yeah so yeah. i mean it's like some things we have to wait for the limitations to be up you know Right, because we don't want to. We don't want to self indict anyone, you know. I mean, Mike. Mike does a good job of doing. Well, that to you don't want to get Ron in trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I texted yeah. him by the way the other day. He said he's doing good, and you know, I was glad to hear that. And uh, speaking of uh, Riggedy Ron, I also text checks Jeff from Mini Garage, and um, I know uh, Jeff is out there slinging Mazda parts like no tomorrow, dude. He's he's basically. He didn't say it like this, but, I mean, you know the guy. You know, there was the guy, Nor- like, Noriega, right? And then there was – who was the other guy that kept breaking out of prison? Not Hank, but um, El Chapo. El Chapo. Yeah, yeah so El, El Chapo. Chapo. So I-, I think Jeff from Mini Garage said, yo, we're going to be the Noriega and El Chapo of Mazda parts, 
right? <laughs> he's taken over, and he said, yo, if anybody tries to step on our turf, and I go, yo, man. And so he goes, you better start promoting my shit. I go, hey, no problems here, man. Just send me some parts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's, I, Jacob Jacob wants to get rid of that car and, and get a Toyota truck, and I was thinking about calling Jeff and see if he could find me one, but, you know, that's one of those things where, man, I, I'd love to make that phone call, but I and on the other side of that coin, I, I kind of don't want to, because yeah. I know he'll knowing knowing with what he's come up with, I know he could probably find me something, and it's just ah, I better not make that call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll be like, "Yo, Jay, let's do a proposal." I'll be like, "Let's do it, dog." <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, talking about Toyota. So Robert Kamalski. Speaking of him, speaking of Toyotas, Robert we had on recently. His name was Tall Guy, right? That's what he goes by, and um, right. that was his nickname. He had texted me when I met Brian from SoCal Customs last year at SEMA. You know, Brian had just mentioned you know the last ride and kind of you know uh, shutting down the website and whatnot. Well, there was the tie-in where Brian from SoCal Customs ended up. Gifting a truck over to Robert and his son, right? So Robert, although he's not on social media at all, he had been texting me um, just different photos, you know, different updates and different things. And it's really cool. Like he's so thankful from Brian Frost at SoCal Customs for you know hooking him up with the truck, dude. And it, it's it's really uh, coming along, man. So it is cool to see. And we're talking about uh, like a mid '90s style build that he's doing with the son. So it's great isn't it to hear that these that the younger crowd does a little bit get it you know get involved with the minis right most definitely especially in this day and age where there's a lot of kids out there that don't have the desire to get a driver's license let alone you know go outside and wrench on a car yep yeah exactly man and you know to, to see it you know this little mini and he said they even painted it in the driveway now you know of course he said, you know, don't say that on the air because, you know, we could have some, you know, some people coming over here saying we can't do that. But he's like, yo, we painted my kid's Toyota last week. First complete vehicle I painted, shot it in the driveway. It's a perfect 10-footer, man. And I looked at it and I was like, damn, yeah. Oh, that that's awesome. Now, under, like, okay, so I when I was painting all of my stuff, I was doing it in the backyard of my parents' house. And I was under the impression back then, as long as you were doing it for, like, your own you know, for, for your, on your own, for yourself, I mean, and not making any money on it, you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. That stuff. And Hank, all, was, Hank always said like he, he would huff the paint fumes, but when I was a kid and I would watch GI Joe, they <laughs> would do the, the PSAs, the public service announcements. And they always said, yo, Joe, if you're spraying the spray paint, you know, you need to have some ventilation, you know? So I always thought, you know, maybe I just need to let it air out a little bit, you know? <laughs> that is Hank for you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, shout out to Robert. Good dude. Got to link back up with him in the future. But, you know, even my son being, uh, I mentioned earlier, he's going to be 17 this week. And it's it's so crazy, you know, with Jacob, you know, where he's at. And these kids kind of getting their first vehicles and stuff. Some want to drive, some don't. Some want to be on the computers. But I told my son, yo, you got to live, man. You got to get out there. You got to experience stuff. And when you do that, you experience the world. It kind of gets you grounded on, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of be street smart. You know what I mean? Right, right. We'll let him hang around Hank for a little bit. 
dude, I'm telling you, man, it's like that's he could almost offer <laughs> I a class. I I know. I mean, <laughs> dude, you could he could almost offer a class, dude. You like a hundred an hour just to kind of teach you how to live, man. Man, man, that yeah. And, yeah, maybe maybe a class in prison or something. Yeah, and one of the first things he teaches is to stay away from Don Dizzy Davis from the Spark Show and, you know, kind of <laughs> in with Hammer Weekend Wear and then, you know, in with the Custom Scene Podcast. You know, so at least he's given some good advice. Right, right, right. But uh, last thing before I let you go, man, the hillbillies. I hate to say that word because I feel like, you know, that's a bad word. They are, they're over there killing it, loving their content and stuff. And it's cool to see, you know, you and I talked about a couple years ago, you know, we don't know all that history of those areas, right? Those pockets. And it's really good, in my opinion, that we've got people like, you know, Mini Truck Colt and LCD and Future Mini Trucker Podcast and LCD and OLP and Downwit, you know, OPP. We got all of the acronyms going, but it's cool, isn't it, Ruben, all these years later to see the scene thriving? Oh, yeah, I, I dig it. I totally love it. You know, all these different podcasts, I mean, this is what I listen to every day here at the shop. I mean, if it's not, you know, um, our favorite hillbillies or, you know, or or um, Jamie and, and Denise, you know, or, um, you know, anyone else, I mean, I'm listening to, you know, some sort of comedian or uh, automotive related or whatever. I mean, but that's my go-to is uh, some sort of mini truck inspired podcast. Yeah, and we got to somehow get you as a plant and get you over, kind of over, you know, maybe we'll tell we'll tell LMC and, and team and be like, yo, we got to get Ruben on, right? Then you go over there and try to kind of derail <laughs> everything, you know, then you come back and report over here, you know, and see, see what's going down. But in all seriousness, we do need to get you on over there and uh, throw him down with the hillbillies. That would be cool. But Oh, man, I would love to. Yeah, it's always good, man. And I can't believe, you know, knock on wood, we're all kind of getting to another year around the sun, dude, and especially the clubs, you know, 30, 31, 32 years and things like that, and it's crazy. But uh, as they're going to hear in a few minutes, we're going to roll into the audio with Nick at Surface Art. And to me, what the cool thing is, is, you know, many of us have been doing this stuff for a long time, but it's still in our blood. You know, we may not be able to go to every show. We may not be able to crisscross the country every week, but it's still in our blood, ain't it, man? Oh, it sure is. I mean, here we are. <sighs> Dude, here we are. Some of us, you know, are in our forties or fifties or even older than that, and you know, we're still we're still involved. You know, we're still doing, you know, something related to it. You know, and dude, that's awesome. You know, that that's awesome. You know, whether you know whether it's a podcast or whether you know you're getting your hands dirty or whatever. I mean, it's still you. You didn't venture too far from it. Real you know? deal. You're still doing something you like. That's it. Hey, I'm gonna hit you with. Um a trivia question this week, dude, because we didn't get to ask Mike earlier because Mike's gallivanting. And it's oh, an e- go for it. This go is an easy it. one, but I think it's going to blow your mind, okay? Now it's time to get serious. And it ties into mini trucking. So we said earlier the uh, trivia with Mike brought to you by AccuAir. Visit AccuAir.com for merchandise, including the best in air management for your vehicle, AccuAir.com. But check this out. So this one's going to maybe blow your mind, right? Possibly. So I'm getting ready to go through issue 76 of Mini Trucking Magazine. There's an orange Astro van on it, not Shartz's van. Uh, it was an orange Astro van that uh, came in April 98. But here's the trivia question. I'm not going to give you any hints. 
how many Astro vans landed on the cover as the cover vehicle, right? Not an insert photo or anything like that. I mean, we're talking the main cover vehicle. Yeah, 269 issues of mini trucking, Ruben. Your guess, how many Astro vans were on the cover? <laughs> Man. Uh... Two of them were RA. You had Shartz's van and you had Elder's van, which Craig Elder, for those that didn't know, technically was an RA. That's the only clue. Okay. Oh, those two, of course. I'm going to say cover mini trucking. Man, dude, I honestly, maybe three. Dude, you nailed it. Did I really? It's, dude, literally. I was just. This is the crazy thing. I was wondering if you were going to just go, like, I'm thinking, he, I thought you were just going to go 10, right? There were only three. Oh, brother, three. I was reading for fences, dude. Wow. Dude, so there was that. It was uh, December 95, um, Orange Envy, which was Shartz's, I believe. Right. Um, Sean Carlson and Shartz's shot it. Then you had 98 April, which is the one I'm getting ready to go over. Astro, that was the orange Astro with the, uh, those were the inky wheels. Right. Then, right. Uh, yeah, then the only other one was the other orange one, which was Craig Elder, So Bad, right? S-O-B-A-A-D. That was the yeah. C- SEMA 98. That was January 01. So you had three. Dude, it's hard to believe because, you know, Astro Vans were highly shot and featured, but they just, believe it or not, they weren't on the cover that much, and it's just kind of mind-blowing to me, but it is what it is. I, you know what? Believe it or not, i be honest with you, I thought it was going to be more closer to five. But I, I just couldn't that that orange van that you're that you're talking about, I believe that was built for export and it was built by an export company and it went straight yeah. to Japan. Yep, yep. Yeah. I think you're right if I remember correctly. Now technically I know there's gonna be people out there that are gonna say, Well, no, you're wrong. There was one more, which we know is Copes. That was technically a GMC Safari at night in eighty six of I believe. So really four but technically, you know, three Astro vans and then one Safari. So give or take three, four. You, you guys know. You, you know you know what we're saying. Yeah. Dude, that would, uh, I, was, I was swinging. I, yeah. That was just a Hail Mary, Hail Mary right there. Well, but not hey. that Mike's going to ever get a chance to come back on OLP. Because, you know, every time he comes on, he just wants to talk about Eastbound Get Down. And I don't even know if I'm going to go to that show in January, you know, Destination Daytona. It's kind of like, I don't know, man. If the Packers could win, I might actually have a playoff game. If they don't, I don't know, man. I, I At this point, I just want to go just to just people watch. Just to kind of watch a train wreck, to be Dude, honest with you. Well, Hank, but that's it, just me. Hank's going to be there. Hey, edit, that, edit that out. Of right. Oh, yeah. That, that'll never make yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Someone is saying that it's January 13th through the 15th, 2023, Destination Daytona Complex. I'm definitely not going, dude. You know what I mean? Like unless, unless you fl- flew in, you know, flowed in. Oh, maybe. Maybe I could uh, convince Chris uh, to go out there with me. Yeah, tell Chris, say, yo, Jay came to the west side, and he was doing the <laughs> severed walk on us. We need to fly out there and do the C&S Metalworks walk on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that might just have to happen there. <laughs> Yo, give Chris and the crew uh, our best. Tell Jacob we said what up. And uh, Ruben, anything else, man? No, man, I'm, I'm good. I got to get back to work here. Yeah. Chris is trying to give me dirty looks. Dude, I'm telling you, brother, get back, do your thing, and we'll link up again soon, brother. All right, brother, man. You take care. Everyone enjoy the audio. We're going to roll into Nick Crouch from Surface Art. Enjoy it. Surface Nick. Peace out. 
Hey, hey, as I said, I'm super excited to sit down with a guy that's been on our list a long time, and I'm so thankful that when I hit Nick up, he goes, yo, I'll do it. But Nick at Surface Art, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for asking. Man, dude, I definitely have a lot on my mind. I think some cool stuff to talk about. But for the listeners out there, I always got to ask this would you mind just, you know, giving us a little bit of background on, you know, who who are you, Nick? Thanks. Uh I'm I've been doing uh artwork for most of my life. And uh I actually got introduced to the car scene through just random people that I met through friends. And uh it's been a crazy ride ever since. Um oh, I yeah. think uh I, I I've basically been doing car stuff for i, I want to say since like 2001 uh i got like my first vehicle and i did a rendering of it because my friend showed me how to use photoshop and uh as soon as i did that i had other people hitting me up about it and then i started getting connected with people in in the vehicle scene doing that stuff yeah um, and that was kind of i don't want to say pre-social media but you know websites were big then I think that was that's the key word I'm thinking of, like websites and whatnot. You know, AOL, Instant yeah. Messenger, a little bit of Street Source in that era. Yeah, actually, before Street Source, uh, I I got started on Car Domain. Oh yeah, I, I remember, that. remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's 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 where I started getting connected uh, to people with vehicles. Yeah, that's where you're slinging the the drugs, I'll call it, which is the artwork, which I love. Um, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about like where you grew up. I mean, were you influenced by, you know, the California has a big car culture and stuff, but I'm always kind of curious, was there an influence from your area that you grew up? Well, I grew up in like Phoenix, Arizona, okay. and I've been here my whole life. Yep. Um, it's it's similar to the culture in California, especially because it's a short drive to go to any show in California. It's like four hour drive. Um so, but it's it's very similar. Um, maybe not as wild as the people were in California, because yep, yep. they got a little bit more money to spend than we do. Falling <laughs> <laughs> out out there, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was really similar. Yeah, in a good area because if I think you know, I talked to Brian from Grinder TV, and you know, you you start talking about all the different clubs, the art of noises, if you will, and and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that are severed. Obviously, California slash Arizona. Uh, big presence of NC, but there's a lot of clubs, a lot of different shows. So um, that's that's interesting. When you know you you kind of you kind of hinted, you know, you got how you got into it. Were you did you find yourself like in high school, like drawing stuff? You were taking art classes, like, or did you know at a young age, like, dude, I I, I can draw anything? Well, you can probably tell in some of my artwork. Uh, I actually started out as I wanted to be a comic book illustrator. Okay. And so a lot of the stuff I do now still has that comic kind of style to it. Um, I slowly realized that there wasn't a lot of job opportunities doing comic books. And so I branched out and I started drawing like all kinds of things. Like I was, I was doing photorealistic drawings of people. Um, I don't think I did my first car drawing until around 2000 when I was probably like senior in high school really interesting and um and that was around the same time that i got introduced to photoshop 
um, my my buddy Will Freeman. He has the purple Nissan 720. Yes. Um, I've been friends with him since high school, and um, he showed me how to use Photoshop. Like he he was the guy who had Photoshop. I didn't. He showed me how to use it, and uh, I've just been photoshopping everyone's car since then. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, and sometimes I'm bad about mentioning the person's last name, so it's Nick and it's Crouch, right? C R O U C H. Yes, it's Nick Crouch. Uh, people used to call me Nick Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm that guy, but Nick Crouch. Yeah. Um, if you go on his website, Surface Nick and I C K. Surface Nick dot com. Um, I'm also you can find me on Instagram at Surface Nick. Oh yeah, I think I've got I've got a couple other pages you can check out, like. Uh, I th- I started a TikTok page. I've got a YouTube channel. There's a couple other things on there, but you can access all those through my website. If you when and then also to piggyback off what Nick said at surfacenick.com, if you go under about us, you'll see that he did um, the Cars Yeah uh, podcast. I think that was a yeah. that was God that was almost four years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, so so everybody check that out now. I I kind of want to get into the meat and potatoes of this interview. A lot of times, you know, we got uh, I'll ask a lot of different stuff about you know some of where you where you kind of came from, and we've gotten through that pretty quick. But I remember your name uh, tied to the magazine, right? You were always um, I don't know if it was freelancer, if it was staff, or what it was, but I, I want people to know like you you had some very solid some, and I'll bring up a couple later, but uh, some really cool contributions to mini trucking. Did you find your way into the magazine through one of the editors? Yeah, so so I was doing renderings for a lot of people, and Mike Alexander had hit me up a couple times. I did some renderings for him. So I was in like a constant connection with Mike. And um, whenever stuff like that came up where somebody needed to fill in for somebody, he would hit me up. Like, uh, I think the the art director at the magazine, uh, um, she ended up having, uh, was going to have a baby. So she was going to be out for a couple months or so. Mm-hmm. And he basically hit me up. He's like, Hey, you want to come down here and help out for a few months? It turned into six months and she en- ended up never coming back. Wow. But yeah, I, I was, I was living in California with Mike Alexander. I was staying at his house, um, for those six months and, um, it was, it was a wild, weird time. Like I was young. I was, I think I was like 25 and it was expensive to be out there in California too. I know. Right. And we all know, you know, Mike, for those that don't know, Mike Alexander, one of the editors, uh, we had him on very early in the podcast. I need to probably revisit that one day. But um, how, what was that like? I mean, just being out there. I mean, you guys. I mean, you're you worked long hours, from what we always heard with magazines. You know, yeah, it's not it's it not was, all the glitz and glamour that everyone thinks. No, we worked we worked a lot. Like it, it was this. It was a building. They had multiple magazines working in the same building, and we had an entire the all the magazines had an entire floor to themselves. And we were, it was just me and Mike Alexander for a little while. And then uh, Ernie Macias joined on while I was yeah, there. Rest in peace, Ernie. And uh, so it was just the three of us working on the magazine. Um, they had some freelance photographers, but, but Mike would write stuff. Ernie would write stuff and take photos. And then I would put it all together. Like I would put the entire magazine together 
in 30 days. Yeah, it's it, and it's I've never done I never done that stuff before either. Yeah, and for people, and I kind of wanted to do this more even with Chris over at Street Trucks, but you know when. I think there's a, a huge thing that people just don't realize on how all that gets pulled together. And, you know, take us back to those days. Were you using, like today it almost seems easier, right? Because, I mean, you know this, everything is at people's fingertips with, with software. Were you yeah, were the, you using stuff that software, made your job easy? Oh, I was using a Mac. I hate Macs. So that, <laughs> was, that was like a nightmare. But the software we were using, I, I can't remember what it was called at the off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, the software was easy. I, I figured it out pretty quick. Um, it made it easy to put the whole magazine together. It's just the amount of content and double checking, having everyone improve stuff. The, that was the part that took the, the most time and was the most stressful is making sure you've got an entire magazine done in 30 days. <laughs> right. And, right. Um, but yeah, we would, we would go there. Uh, I think it was like, regular work hours like eight in the morning sometimes we would stay till like nine o'clock at night if we had to like make sure stuff was getting done on time then go hit some in and out burger after or something <laughs> yeah well we were right across the street from a couple of restaurants like that and uh we would just walk down there and grab some food but uh, it's also an hour and a half drive to and from work Damn. so you'd spend like you spend like two to three hours in the vehicle some days too you're like, dude, if only I could have had my iPhone drawing shit on it, your Android, you know, back then. <laughs> um, talk to us about um, maybe, you may not recall, but, you know, maybe a funny story. Rest in peace to Ernie. You, you mentioned his name. Um, is there one mm. maybe memory that comes back that you just go, maybe brings a smile to your face, something funny that happened? Um, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't at the magazine, uh, but it was, it it was, it did involve Ernie. Um we were at uh, shoot, I, I think it was Drop Zone, okay. uh, in I think it was, that's in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It was a while ago. I think it was like 2007, maybe. Um, Ernie Ernie got drunk at that show one night. I filmed him. It's in one of the DVDs. I think it's in the our third DVD. And he's just walking around drunk. He's like, "I love you, Nick." <laughs> I just never. I'll never forget that. It's it's on there. Yeah, I got to hang out with Ernie a couple times, and anybody, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, even you, that arguably were way closer, and I tell you, man, he just was a ball to be around. He he just was kind of the life of the party, but, you know, he never, you know, he, he was always who he was, you know. To me, the times I was around him, you know, he, he never, you know, he didn't have to fake anything. It was like Ernie was real deal, yeah. and he just, you know, people loved him, they gravitated towards him. So yeah, I remember in the office one day he was super interested in in what I was doing with Photoshop because a lot of times we would touch up the covers and add things or remove things to make the cover like really nice. And he was just interested in that stuff. And I I sat down and showed him like the basics of Photoshop in like an hour, and he caught on pretty quick. He was That's pretty sick. interested in that. Yeah, and he he but had yeah, a. We cr- did some crazy covers while I was there. Like I, that was that was a big deal for me. Is I wanted the covers to be like just really cool. Like just want to grab it off the shelf. Yeah, and I remember a lot of those. And the ironic thing is, with me, I've been going through every mini truck and issue. We're just about at issue seventy five right now. We're doing the flip throughs on our YouTube, and you know, a lot of times in my database, I created. 
you know, I have the name of all of the photographers, right? So they kind of get the credit for these covers, but I wanted people to know too, like Nick, it's guys like you that were behind the scenes pulling these puppet strings and making things and tweaking mm-hmm. things and stuff. And to me, someone like you, or I think it's a typical title, right, of like art director, th- those folks also play an integral part of pr- producing a magazine. Yeah, I, I'd spend probably 10 hours sometimes photoshopping the cover to be unique. I remember there was one year or one issue that I did it had the uh, it had S10 Blazer on the cover with crazy graphics, mm. and I hand drew matching graphics for the background, mm-hmm. and like airbrushed those and stuff. Um, but we did we did all kinds of weird stuff like that. Yeah, and that stuff showed. And I think a lot of times, you know, people they do look at the stuff and go, "Oh wow, you know, I I bought this for four or five dollars, right, or even less if you subscribe." Mm-hmm. But they don't take into account because you know you know everything's kind of instant society now you're just like oh yeah whatever but there is the work and i wanted people to kind of hear that now something that i thought was cool is you know i don't think that john mata gets enough credit i know sometimes you know folks go well he was the last editor and this and that i'd love to have him on one day but when when i think back to um issues uh 260 and 261 they had a Nissan Hardbody, one of my severed brothers, and then one had a Forerunner, also known as uh, Roadrunner, on it. But in those issues, you had the 25th anniversary posters, and there were back-to-back yes. issues. You had the Nissan, and then you had the old-school minis, is what I call it, both by you. Dude, those are so iconic. Can you talk about drawing at least at least one of them? Because the Nissan one, to me, stands out because of the colors, but the other one's just as epic. Well, I don't. I only remember doing one of those posters. What was the other one? The other one, I kind of call I did it the old, hard body. old school minis, and I and it's there's a guy on it, I think, and he's his back. That might have been uh, what's his name? Um, oh, it made. Yeah, been. I only I only did I only did one of those okay. covers. Okay. The the hard body driving through the city. Oh, that was the dude. one that I did. Yeah. And my my inspiration on that one was um I I. I'm pretty sure there was a matching hard body on the very first issue of the magazine. Yes, there was. There was, It was very similar to that. Yep. So basically, I I, I pretended like th- I took that truck and made it a new version. Like well, if somebody re- like got it in their possession and wanted to bring it back to life, that's basically what I did. Is I took the very first vehicle and and kind of a little bit made it a little more modern. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely sick. And I'm going to have to go grab that issue uh, after we finish because I could have swore it said – because I remember I think it had a Nissan 720. I might have had the purple one. And then it maybe had a blue one. I'm going from my memory here. Um, And it it just had – My memory is terrible too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's all good. But see, (laughs) I mean I appreciate your humbleness. You're like, no, I only did the one. But – but I'll look into that. But yeah, that sometimes sometimes they'll uh, mess up the names on the credits too. I true. remember that's happened quite a few times. True, true. If you go to surfacenick.com, you can actually go and check out. He's got it labeled as hard body. You can even buy the canvas. But that artwork is yes. so epic because to to Nick's point, it was the tie back to the kind of that first issue. And you know we're talking about basically. Um, give or take, you know, they had just passed the 25 years, but they were still doing some of those kind of throwback type things. And I tell you what, those pull-out posters, man, they're, they're freaking spot on, man. 
Yeah, I actually did uh, quite, I did all the posters on the inside of the magazines on the issues that I worked on as well. So I've actually done, I think, I think like six or seven posters for them. Very cool. And uh, we would spend just as much time on those as we did on the cover. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they were the cover photo. But yeah, that, that hard body print, you can actually order on my website. Um, I, 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 I did the artwork for them for free, so I don't think they have any, right, any right. ownership of it. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, they're they're not really doing much with any of that stuff, so I'll just kind of yeah, leave Yeah, I don't it. even know who owns the rights to that stuff right now. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's Motor Trend, cause, and the website, if anybody's listening from there, I mean, that website is like not good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the only good thing it is for for Google Images to be able to find something. You click it, you hit yeah. you hit that site, and it kind of locks up. It's it's not the best, but it is what it is. That's their yeah. their their problem. But um, I did mention John Mata Jr. and you know I think again I, I want to make sure he knows or someone can relay to him that that you know I appreciate uh, his contributions. You know, if you look back at the editors. Um, for those that don't know, uh, John Mata Jr., he was technically the editor for 25 issues. Um, the next closest was actually Mike Schartzis, and uh, he was at 32 issues. So technically, you know, John, um, you know, he really he, he really did a lot in that short amount of time, in my opinion. And for him, or however those pull-out posters came together, Nick, I thought that was a cool add to the magazine at that time. Yeah, and he, he had a lot on his plate, too. Like, they, they were... The people above us, like, they were very picky about what went in the magazines, what went on the cover. I, there was even a time where they're like, okay, we can't do any more green trucks on the cover. It's not allowed. It doesn't sell as well or something like that. Yeah, um, and he was, on, he, was on, <laughs> he was on at the time when basically magazines were were being not as popular, too. So he had a lot of work to do. Oh yeah, and that's something that maybe not everyone totally understands. Now, yeah, I a lot of stuff was going digital, and so there wasn't a whole lot he could do to to help keep it alive. Oh yeah. Now I didn't want to uh, gloss over, so I do want to take a pause and go back. Something that obviously I jumped right to the magazine because my mind was like, "Hey, I want to ask him this stuff." But mm-hmm. if we think about where I first heard your name was through you said it earlier surface dvd okay yeah that's there there was a talk to us a little bit about that and maybe some of the team because i know that you had some folks that helped yeah yeah it was uh it was me uh will freeman um we went to high school together and then his sister Lindsay freeman helped us a lot uh she would take pictures sometimes we needed three angles and somebody else would be filming at the same time we also had roommates that would help us um, film stuff and take photos sometimes. Um, that all started. I was in I was in college, and one of my requirement classes was uh, one of my requirement classes was um, was video editing. I just had to do like just like six months of it or whatever. Wow! And and it was actually really interesting. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. And I picked up a video camera. We started filming some stuff at some car shows. We started watching other people's DVDs, and we were like, "We could do this!" Like, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't that difficult. 
And that's kind of how that started is just by accident. And we had like enough content to make a DVD and uh, we just decided to do that. Yeah, I um, I own a couple of them, and you 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 saw the passion through the artwork before you even flipped open and popped that DVD. A lot of kids these days, I know you sound I sound old saying that they'll never experience opening a DVD. How crazy is that? Because everything's digital. But yeah. you know, you would experience when I would see the the cover, I was like, damn. And then the way the cinematic films were kind of done in, in how you guys filmed and stuff. I mean, I would encourage people, if you can get your hands on some, uh, you may even have some still on your website, I would assume, maybe? I've got I've got a couple that you can still purchase on the website. It's, there's not very many left, though, and I don't think we'll be uh, reprinting any of those because we've reprinted them so many times. Yeah, and I the one that's coming to my mind is, because on the website you got a couple, but I remember the one that had the, it was a it was a white case, but it had the blue Chevy on it that had like the football, yeah, I kind of call it like the football interior. Third, yeah, that's the third uh, DVD. It was like money themed. Yep, yep. Um, or actually, no, 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 that, that was the second one. It was playing card themed. We had a theme for all this stuff. Um, our very first DVD was actually in a CD jewel case. And we did that because at the time people were playing videos like in their car. Yes. And there's no, there's no space back then. There was no space to put a DVD case in your car, but there was space to put CD cases. Yeah. Like in your console and whatnot. Yeah. And we, our stuff was more focused around the music too. So it just made sense to make it almost like a music CD, but there was a DVD inside. Yeah, we sometimes do the throwback term of the week, and I kind of want to bring that back. And I was thinking about this literally a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to do it now. The throwback term of the week for this week is DVDs in the headrest, dude, <laughs> or, or, or you know <laughs> monitors, if you will. But seriously, yeah. that stuff, you know, late '90s coming into 2000s, it blew up, and it's it's so ironic how you know whether people like Apple or Android, whatever. If you would have said 20 years ago that well, one day nobody's going to want nobody's going to need any entertainment. You know, you're going to have an infotainment system in your dash, right? Yeah. But then you're going to, all the kids are going to have smart devices and tablets and iPads. People would be like, dude, you're freaking crazy. But like the iPads, the Androids, the iPhones kind of killed a lot of that stuff. But the cool thing is you could still consume it on your phone if you wanted to, you know, Mm -hmm. which is insane. I wanted to, um, mention the evolution of the scene it's it's always and it's not in this particular order but if you think about it, it was like magazines websites started mm-hmm. to blow up dvds came in roaring uh with some good ones including surface um dvd you know websites again social media youtube podcast youtube in there social media you know all yeah. that stuff kind of mixes together you've been through a couple phases right if you think about the magazine you think about the DVDs and now where you're at, I see you do cool stuff in social media. How important do you think social media is to someone like you that's that that's an artist? It's right now, honestly, social media is is my job. Like uh, there's been times where my Instagram was like I felt I, I'm pretty sure it was getting hacked by somebody or something and I started to stress out and I was like if my account gets stolen I'm like out of work. Yeah, you're like, dude, this is my advertisement. It's my thumbprint right here, you know. Yeah, and and I spent so much time getting getting followers on there to basically recommend my work to other people. Yep. Um, if without social media, I probably wouldn't have a job. 
because it's I am a hundred percent freelance right now, and I, I require I re, I rely on my social media getting me like more work, basically. Oh yeah. Now something else with Surfer or with uh, Nick Crouch uh, last year. Had the pleasure to go into SEMA. I haven't been as many times as, as some of these guys have, but I had a blast. And towards the end of the week, I had looked over and I was like, man, they got this cool section for artists, it, it appeared. And they were kind of all, um, you know, in this one particular area. So I went over and we slapped hands and I picked up some Lincoln stuff. I love what you do with the drawings and the artwork. How cool is it? that SEMA does, as far as I know, I don't know if it's going to continue, they did seem mm-hmm. to like really want to help with artists because they know, you know, artists may not be millionaires, right? We know that they're not these big shops building crazy cars yeah. and trucks. But it, it was, it seemed pretty cool that you were able to set up there and do your thing. Yeah, they started doing the art walk, um, I don't know how long ago. It was before I was there. But it's been getting bigger each year. Uh, this this last year that we went, uh they made it a lot bigger because there wasn't as many vendors because of COVID. Um, and I, I feel like they're really starting to notice that the artists do a lot for the scene that is at SEMA. Like I'd say probably half the vehicles there end up getting renderings or designs done before they're actually built. Oh, and yeah. it's people like me that are, that are helping make that happen. And it's really cool that they're, they're letting us have like a spot to to show off what we can do at the show. Yeah, I'll be I, there again this year too. Yeah, very cool. If 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 you're at SEMA this year, go by and check out Nick. When I had spun around, I think I had saw seen Max Grundy, and I started kind of following him. I know he did a couple mashup things with Mike Alexander several years back, but he's a guy that comes to mind because when I went to SEMA, you know, let's say three or four times in the last five or ten years. And there was one of the years that he had this massive partnership with them, and he did like all of the artwork throughout the halls and th- things like that. And it yeah. just made me think that you know, like you said, the importance of uh, you know a, a big organization like that working with folks that really are embedded in the automotive culture, like yourself, right? And I, and I just love to see that kind of stuff, that cross pollination. I guess in my mind is the way I think about it, because really, it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah, uh, just recently they started doing uh, doing that artist feature thing where they let they pick an artist and they have them do the artwork for all, like the entire SEMA show. Yep. And each each year they were picking a different artist, and um, about that time that's when I got in and was able to get a booth in the art walk. And every year I've been hoping like, oh, maybe this year they might choose me to do that stuff. Yep. Um. This year, they actually had Chip Foose do all the artwork for them. Yeah, he's got and, you know a tight relationship with them too. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and actually, this year I was just told that our booths are going to be next to his booth. Damn. Um. So I will be, I will be near Chip Foose. Hopefully, we can chat a little bit. I've I've yet to meet him. Um. He's been a big inspiration for a lot of the stuff I do because he does, he basically does what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And when we would watch him on overhaul and in some of the other little spots he's done on different shows and seeing him do those renderings were like, damn dude, blowing our minds. And like, I've always joked, I can't even draw a stick figure. So I look at someone like you that can illustrate or, or draw or whatnot. It just blows my mind. And as a kid, I had a couple friends that could draw real good. 
And I thought to myself, damn, man, I got no skills, man. You know, so again, I tip my cap to, to guys like you. Um, do you have, if you thought back, right, this is this is a, a loaded question. Do you have a favorite car or truck that you remember that maybe you drew? Maybe it was a rendering. And someone saw it through to the end, which is not easy. And you you were, you know, maybe you were the inspiration for them to maybe finish a project or anything like that. Or do you have one favorite piece of artwork or car? My, like um, in, instantly, without a doubt, it's the Blazerado. Mm. Yes, um, Farva. That that Alan was Farva. the very first. That was the very first rendering I did where somebody wanted to do something wild, and they went with my idea instead of seeing my idea and then be like, "Well, let's change this." And sometimes for the worse, um, he stuck with what I came up with, and it it turned out exactly like the rendering, and it, it's one of my favorite builds that I that I've ever seen. Yeah, one of my severed brothers. Um, here's the crazy thing, too, Nick. You, you'll remember this. I had shared um, – there was another company that did a rendering of it that I had forgotten about. And it was mm-hmm. in um, – they ran it in sport truck, and it was an orange version. And it's no slight against yeah. them because that company uh, at the time, Cutting Edge Graphics, they had done my rendering back in the early 2000s. But when I think of Blazerado, we all think of your rendering – how sick it was even for that day and how it just came out. Like you said, I'm looking at the rendering right now. Uh, you had the front three quarter, the rear three quarter, and then you had that image kind of in the background. Dude, that thing was mm-hmm. smoking hot, man. You know what else was awesome too is um, before that truck was destroyed, <laughs> yes. which was really sad. Um, I was working at the magazine when that got put on the cover of the magazine oh how cool. and so it was it was insane to be working on the magazine when that showed up and was and was hot and like i got to put in all of my little details that i wanted to put on the cover i hand drew like a graffiti uh blazerado tag for the background of the poster and yes. stuff. yes yep um it was really cool to be able to like come full circle to that on the magazine yeah, and I had talked to Mike Alexander at one point, and I believe we got to get Alan on one day to maybe talk about the legacy of the truck because, I mean, it was rebuilt crazy enough, however yeah. that happened, and it's been sitting. But um, I think Mike had said that he had convinced them, and they took a Sawzall, and they cut the core support. And he was like, something about the photo shoot, and they were gonna they were going to splice two images together and have it where it was like you could kind of see through the hood or something like that. And, yeah, I um, think they did do something like that. Yeah, they did something like that, and I, I think Alan was like, "Oh, no big deal. I'll just get it chrome plated or something," you know. But, but yeah, that mini truck. For those that don't know, you can check out the hashtag Blazerado. Just how it sounds on Instagram, you'll see some of our curated posts, including uh, how it looks now. A couple of people have used that hashtag, but, but yeah, dude, you talk about a mini truck. You know, again, from rendering to reality, that famous saying. Dude, hands down, mm-hmm. man, Farva, that thing was sick, dude. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome for its time. I I was trying to go a little bit outside the box for the graphics on it. Yep, yep. Because I always like to try to do something that other people aren't doing. Yep, which and isn't I always think, easy. I, I always like that one. Yep, which definitely isn't always easy. But yeah, like you said, uh, pretty cool stuff. 
Now, um, from from a car standpoint, do you have like I'm a big Lincoln guy, and it's funny, you know, coming from a mini trucker, I just love Lincolns. Do you mm-hmm. have one particular vehicle that that some of your clients hit you up? Is it Cadillac? Is it Lincoln? Is it a hot rod? Is there one that you feel like, damn, dude, like I get this one asked um, to be drawn or sketched the most? It's actually not cars. It's it's uh, it's the C10. Oh, like, okay. Nonstop. Like I sometimes I'm doing two C10 renderings a day. <laughs> wow. Um, it's it's insane. Like that's that's the that's the number one uh, that's the number one seller for me cool now let's say someone's listening and they go yo i know nick i'm getting ready to start a project or maybe they want artwork just for their man cave or woe man cave yeah uh how would you what's your elevator pitch how do they get a hold of you the easiest way email is the best way to get a hold of me uh surface nick at hotmail yep i still have hotmail yes me um, too man <laughs> for the hotmail holdouts <laughs> anyone who got a rendering from me 10 years ago can still email me at the same email address and get another rendering done Yep. Um, yeah, renderings, email is the best way to get a hold of me. I have a form you can actually fill out on my website to get that rolling. Um, if you want uh, a drawing of your vehicle, uh, just go on my website and you can pick the size, the style, and place an order for a drawing. I've also got a bunch of stuff that's already pre-drawn on there as well. Yep, pre-drawn stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone wanted to do a mashup, right? So over the years, I think that you've done... You, you've done some things for different uh, friends or clients or, or colleagues in the scene, right? If somebody mm-hmm. said, yo, Nick, like, uh, I want to do a shirt, but I want to, like, do a mashup with you. Like, are those things on the table as far as your, your wheelhouse? Yeah, I actually do. I do a lot of uh, car show t-shirt designs for people, too. Got um, it. A lot of, I'll, I'll hand draw a lot of the stuff just to get my line art done. Uh, and then I'll bring it into Photoshop and I'll color it on in Photoshop on the computer. Yeah, very I cool. Just, a lot of people can you can draw it on the computer as well. There's just something gratifying about having an inked drawing on paper that you can give to the person. Um, plus, I, I've noticed it helps me get them knocked out a lot quicker that way too. Yeah, interesting point. Um, if you type in on Instagram surface, you're going to see um, Nick had mentioned Lindsay and Will, so that mm-hmm. surface girl, and then surface Will, and then surface Nick, right? So you can you can yep. kind of go out here and and I would encourage you like check out Will's stuff, uh, check out Lindsay's. You know, I got a chance to meet Lindsay uh, through you know the scene, and you know she's super passionate and and it's crazy to think that you know you mentioned earlier, kind of early two thousands ish. You know, it's been 20 plus years, you know, we're getting older, yeah. but it's cool how people like the roots of our scene, like, you know, some of your, you know, the original surface crew, you know, they're still in it, dude. They're still doing it. You know, we might have different careers. You know, some guys are freelancers. Uh, some guys like me are just podcasting on, on cause we love doing it. But mm-hmm. to me, I think that's a cool thing, Nick, about it, about the scene that we all love that a lot of us are in it for life, man. Yeah. There's, there's no parole, yeah, it's, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's been a journey. Um, I I think I'll be in it for a while because I I just like custom stuff. I I can't stand when something is stock. It just bugs me because a lot of times the stock stuff gets approved by people who are trying to sell things, and they're not the people who are passionate about yeah. that stuff. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, oh, if only it was done this way, it would be better. <laughs> I love it, man. 
outside of Blazerado, because we talked about that earlier, is there one truck that comes to mind, even if it's something that you had nothing to do with, maybe you worked at the magazine, maybe you didn't at the time, is there any one truck that comes to mind that brings a smile to your face that you go, yo, that's one of my favorites? Um, uh, there was the... There was the blazer that uh, Little Shop of Horrors built with the Tacoma front end. Yep. Crazy, right? That truck was like always one of my favorites. I'm, I'm, I'm big on SUVs. I've just, for some reason, I like them more than, than uh, trucks with a bed. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite trucks for a long time. Yeah, and speaking of that, on surfacenick.com, uh, you can look at – he's got a coloring book on there, which is on sale. And, you know, you talk about yeah, SUVs. Yeah, with the Lincoln on the cover. Yeah, you got the Lincoln <laughs> Navigator, and it, it was crazy. Cause, that, that is my new favorite vehicle. Yeah. That truck is awesome. And you think about Shulman building one, you know, Fat Fabs, of course, you know, doing you know the heavy lifting on, on the, the build itself. But Shulman, oh. you know, overseeing a dude. Dude, every, everything sick. that Fat Fabs is doing right now is, is awesome. Actually – What's even top the Lincoln for me is the Escalade. I I know, and dude, it's like Showman's got to leave a little bit for the rest of us, man. You know, <laughs> tip of the cap to Dave, but but yeah, it it is insane if you think about how many truckers I think pushed a lot of the stuff, the bigger wheels, lower, 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 mm-hmm. and a lot of that in one of my goals with the podcast is to make sure we got the flag in the ground to let people know that hey. I do truly think these Escalades being laid on 28s and 30s and stuff, a lot of that came from the mini truck world because we were pushing yeah. the envelope, whether people loved it or hated it at the time, you know, 18s to 20s, 22s, 24s, we were all pushing the limits and we were sure sharing the shit out of that stuff, like in Street Scene yeah. and Street Source, you know? One of my favorite things about about these builds is I like the ones that are like a puzzle where like, let's see if I can fit this in here with this limited amount of space. Like, yes. I like stuff like that, where they're, like, just pushing the boundary. Like, well, I've got one more inch to spare. Let's see what we can fit in here. <laughs> Dude, I, I definitely I definitely like that aspect of it as well. I, I, one of my favorite things is pulling all the pieces together, you know, buying the parts, seeing the stuff come together. And... um mm-hmm. I kind of figured out that that's why some guys build these badass rides and they sell them because they love the journey. They love the, yeah, the project I, management I, side of it. When I was younger, I couldn't stand that. I didn't understand it. I was like, <laughs> you built something cool. Why are you getting rid of it? And now as I've gotten older, I, I get it. It's because it's the build that is more fun than the owning of it. It's yes. the, the building process. And it's like, okay, I built something cool. I've got that to my name now. Let's start something new. Let's let's do something even bigger. Yeah. It makes it makes more sense now. Yeah, like when Rob Maji back in the day is like, yo, we're gonna give away crew cut on street truck or um uh, street truck's bag. And I'm like, No man, like dude, I wanna drive this thing, you know, and you know, then you get older and you're like, Yeah, well they traded all some advertising and that was good for his business and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh it is kind of crazy. But um dude man, surface nick dot com and I C K and again we we shouted out the Instagram I'd highly suggest that you check out his stuff. I mean, when I slapped hands, I bought two or three pieces that I could kind of hang um, in my man cave with Lincoln stuff. And you're one of the few guys out there that you can go on the website, like you said, and some of the stuff's pretty ready to go. Uh, you can, of course, mm-hmm. also sometimes buy original prints from Nick. That's out there. And then, you know, uh, the renderings and stuff. But, Nick, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And is there anything maybe that we didn't cover or something that you want to maybe give someone a shout out? I'm trying to think we pretty much want to, I'm sure I'll remember something afterwards. 
Yeah, I just I'm just working my ass off trying to support the family. It's it's awesome that I can do this stuff and make a living out of it. Like I I never thought that I would be like where I am today and I have I have more goals. I I'm going to keep aiming higher. Um my wife Stephanie, it's our anniversary today. Ah, oh, happy and, anniversary. Uh, she Thank you. She she supports me with everything that I do, and it's it's awesome that she's also into this car stuff as well. Um, she uh she definitely pushes me to to do what I want to do and not look back. <laughs> yeah, and we we don't talk about that piece enough. Sometimes we'll get a shout out to our significant others that really hold it down. Uh, you know, I came in. You and I had text earlier, and it was like. My wife's like, yo, I made this badass dinner and stuff. And I was, and as soon as I came in, I said, hey, I, 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 I got to go do this. I got I to get this audio done with Nick, you know. So it's, it's they kind of put up with things sometimes. That they're probably going, really? You know, it's our anniversary yeah. and Nick's doing a damn podcast. But, it, again, they love us <laughs> enough to go, okay, uh, let them do what they want to do. And then we'll have fun later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we got we got plans uh, for later, so it's all good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so surfacenick.com, again, um, a couple of the DVDs, the old school the throwbacks. I mean, once these things are gone, they're gone. Uh, I've got a couple of the older ones. I might need to fill in a piece here or there. Uh, so I'll, I'll be out here on the site myself. But, again, check them out. If you're at SEMA this year, which we haven't talked about enough, a couple weeks away, please go yeah. by that art gallery area. You know, you'll see some cool stuff that, that pays homage to Mini Trucking. He's got all of his books out there. You can flip through them. You can buy some pieces and let them know that you heard them on OLP. But, Nick, dude, listen, I look up to you, man. Tip of the cap. We've had you on the list a long time, and sometimes i got to just stop with the craziness and look back at the OG list and go, yo, I got to get Nick on. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Man. Yeah, no problem. Stay on the rise, Nick, check him out on social media and have fun this weekend and uh, on your anniversary. Thank you. I will. Everyone stay tuned for next week. We'll have an all new episode. We out of here. Peace. Yo. So it's a wrap. I did kind of say that a minute ago, but Nick did uh, text me. I think the next couple days we text a couple things and I wanted to make sure I shared what he mentioned, a couple things he forgot to, to say. But, again, want to thank Custom Car Show Productions. Uh, hopefully, we'll see many of you out at Bayou Showdown. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, so it's that 18th, 19th, 20th. Mike's going to be out there with Shannon. I will be back here because we're doing the Tampa Kennedy Cruise. So if you live in Tampa or the state of Florida or wherever and you want to come down, we do a cruise uh, kind of commemorating JFK's trip to Tampa just before Houston and Dallas uh, a couple days later and back in 63. Uh, we get the Lincoln guys together, but it's open to all makes models, mini trucks, lifted. I mean, hell, if you want to ride your stock car, you know, you can do that as well. But here's what Nick said. He forgot to mention his wife taught him how to weld and... We they got into building bikes together, and those are a couple of mini trucking inspired items that he wanted to mention. So, uh, pretty kick ass. He did share some photos, so we'll share, um, you know, some of the covers that he worked on, and uh, some just really really cool stuff. I mean, just amazing, mind blown artwork and just different things. So, like you know, huge shout out. You guys got a ha- chance to hear his story earlier. And uh, we really appreciate it. If you like what we did, if you're on an iPhone, please go into the pre-installed podcast app, tap on OLP under library, 
and scroll down and leave a five-star rating. It helps us. You can type a review as well if you'd like. Uh, if you're on Spotify, Pandora, any other app that lets you uh, rate us, please leave a five-star rating. It helps us tremendously. We want to grow so that more people will find us. I tell you, every time someone finds us on YouTube, they go, man, I just found you guys. I never saw the channel before. I'm loving the stuff. Keep it up. And that's fuel to the fire for us to keep going seven plus, eight plus, nine plus, who knows how many plus years. Stay on the rise this weekend. Be safe, as I said earlier. We out you. Peace. Peace.